talking about? What's up, KSAP? Yeah. James Ford, that's me. Let me talk to him. That's me. I'm sick of ball dropping. I'm sick of ball dropping. Chopping up these topics, man. I'm sick of ball dropping. Driving coast to coast, making moves ain't stopping. Driving coast to coast, making moves ain't stopping. Nah. Hey, let me put you on game. These other podcasts out here talking they shit, but ain't repping the same. This my bro KSAP, chopping up topics for your optics. From politics to your top picks. Tune in, you gotta watch this. Exclusive material for your radio. Stereo pumping, high definition. Stop what you doing and listen. We smashing all competition. You better jump on this wave. Somebody pass me a mic. Man, I got something to say. And now, your host of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast, the man behind the mic, KSAC. Yo, welcome to another episode of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. I'm your host and the man behind the mic, KSAP. And today's episode, man, is a really special one, man. Um, today's episode, I have joining me on the Simply Ball Dropping Hotline, the CEO and the founder of I Believe in Me, Inc. This young man is making an impact on a whole community and impacting the youth. Please welcome to the show, Mr. IJ Hill. Man, I appreciate you, KSAP, man. I appreciate what you're doing for the community. I appreciate you keeping us abreast, keeping us engaged, even during this pandemic. For me, man, you're my big cousin, man. And back in the day, man, it was all so hard to see positive black male influences, man. And you, with your naval, with your service to the United States of America, your bravery, man, it's an honor to not only call you my family, man, but to be your friend, to be able to know that you're an awesome father, an awesome husband, an awesome podcast producer, just an amazing black man. So, man, before we get into any interview, bro, I just want to want you to know, man, I look up to you, man. I commend you for what you're doing, man, and I follow this cast. So it's an honor being on your cast this morning, man. Man, I do appreciate the kind words, um, IJ, man. It really means so much to me for you to say such words, man. And, and it's kind of emotional to hear the things that you're saying, man, because like I said, growing up, you as a family member and watching you grow and for all the things that you're doing and making a change. So I do appreciate the words that you expressed this morning. And before we get off into it, it's, it's been a lot going on through this pandemic, a lot of things that are going on in the world. Let's talk about IBM. Um, what motivated you to be highly involved with the youth and what is IBM? Let the people know. Absolutely, bro. Great questions. I Believe in Me is a mentor program and it's a mentor program that meets underprivileged and at-risk youth directly where they are. Me, myself, I grew up in a household with a loving mom, a loving dad, an awesome brother, everything a kid would want to have. But I made some bad choices, and a part of my bad choices was to rebel. And my rebelliancy landed me in some dark places, some places that I wasn't prepared for, hurt people, hurt people, some places that I wouldn't want to see no one, no kid, no adult walk into. 
And the way we become leaders is through action rather than speech. So through IBM, we run a mentor program and we meet our kids every day after school. We do summer intervention, meeting them where they are, giving them education, providing the hunger needs, providing one-on-one mentorship, providing physical activity to keep these men engaged and keep these men knowing what's on the other side. So being a part of this community is an honor because at one point in my life, I was a menace to society. So being able to be a member of this community is a humbling feeling in itself. Oftentimes people say, are you taken care of in all this? And what I tell them is my heart is full of money. So yes, the reward is priceless. See, I had all the money in the world when I was living the other's lifestyle, but I didn't know what to do with it. Almost landed me in a cemetery for the rest of my life in prison. So this reward, this justification, this feeling, words could never express the gratitude that I have when I go home at night. As a convict, as a degenerate, as a liar, as a thief, I went home worried, concerned, afraid. One word now as a member of this community, I go home at peace. But through this pandemic, bro, as we know, people were locked inside. And as you hear me tell you about the program, we're meeting underprivileged youth. So in that, I see the hunger needs. I see when the kid comes from school, he's not probably going to pair up with a tutor and do good work because he's hungry. He doesn't have the bare necessity to get the brain to stimulate. So we provide a meal. We provide a turkey sandwich, a banana, some water, a juice, a snack, some chips to get the brain stimulating. So when this pandemic came, we quickly moved into online learning. How do we expect this young man to get up and learn online when he don't have an orange juice? He don't have a Pop-Tart. He don't have a cup of noodles. His brain is not working, so that learning is in vain. So it started out by passing out what we call hope boxes, because I call myself a hope dealer. Used to be a dope dealer, now I'm a hope dealer. Yes. So in these hope boxes, we put some noodles, we put some Pop-Tarts, we put some a whole bunch of different assortments that we know the kids need. But as the pandemic began to grow, as we were coming out of these buildings, there was people standing at the building saying, well, we're hungry too. So at part of being a hope dealer is adapting to change, helping others, helping our community in the time of need. Because as we know, when the economy was booming, these were the very humans that were going and taking minimum wage to feed their family. So why now should they what should they suffer? Speak on it. We should stand united. We should help them. We should help their families. So me being the I know God gave me an assignment and it was the assignment was don't just say it. Do it. I'm going to drive the car. You work the gas and the brakes. So in that what I gasp is no virus, no human. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So I went to work. We, we developed partnerships with this amazing community, Starbucks, Beanbow Bakeries, Longhorns. We got partnerships from United Way, Community Foundation, Delaplane Foundation, just amazing people doing extraordinary things. 
And bro, with that, I can tell you we're operating four major distributions, giving our patrons critical grocery needs, eggs, produce, meats, canned foods, potato chips, snacks, water, soda, sparkling water, lettuce, tomatoes, bread, things that I would eat in my home rather than what I would choose for someone to eat. Treating a person like a human being. And as a result of that, last week we fed over 1,300 families, bro. But like I tell you, man, it's not about the number. It's about the reward and knowing that you're making a difference in the community, bro. So it's just a humbling feeling to be a part of change. Because as we know, together we can do so much. Alone, we can only do a little. So it's an honor to play my role, bro. Man, that's great, man. And you broke that down so eloquently. And like you said, you know, coming from a loving family. You know, you made the choices that you wanted to make and it got you in some deep waters, but you found your way out of the deep waters and and you turned it all around to be a successful black man. So what are some of the biggest struggles for our youth today? I can. That's a great question, man. One of the one of the biggest struggles is resources. See, because oftentimes we have these organizations, i.e. YMCA's and boys and girls clubs and different places that require tuition. Mom can barely pay the rent. Mom can barely pay the light bill. How does she come up with this tuition? But little do we understand providing these resources, providing these safe spaces will help prevent the crime rate and the success rate for our young minority youth. So I can't express enough, bro, the the, the reason of why we need more resources. Right now, we're in a terrible, terrible, terrible place with not only Mr. Floyd. This goes back to Emmett Till. This goes back to Trayvon Martin. Speak Mr. On. Michael Brown. This doesn't just start today. And oftentimes, we see people go on Facebook and we see people go on their social media settings and they express anger. But the only way to express anger is through action. So we have to educate these children on how knowing their rights. When a police officer approaches the car, don't be nervous. Speak with conviction. So if we're not on the line of the solution, we're a part of the problem. Yes. So we need places to bring these kids to get black leaders like yourself to spread your knowledge to spread your wisdom because what's lacking is them seeing successful people like us. Most of us are in prison. Most of us are in the penitentiary. So they're getting a very unclear vision of what success looks like. So with these resources, we can provide for them an atmosphere and an arena full of success to lead them into the direction of success. Man, that's great, man. And and like I said, you speak words with conviction yourself, man. And it comes across to where people can understand exactly what you're trying to convey through the conversation. And and that's great because like I said, growing up and watching you grow and the changes that you have made and the impact that you have on our whole community back in Frederick and reaching out to multiple outlets, man, it's a beautiful thing. So what are your thoughts on advocating on behalf of the oppressed? 
my thoughts is, see, I'm going to tell you something that most people don't understand, bro. Harriet Tubman would have freed a lot more slaves, but they didn't believe they were slaves. Facts. We're stuck believing that we can't when we can. We're stuck hearing that we won't when we will. So if we don't get out of what's being told to us, but it's not the reality because there's brilliant, brilliant peanut butter scientists. There's so many brilliant African-American people, but the dilemma is they don't see enough of them. Look at the school system. Frederick County Public Schools has a 1% African-American teacher rate. So does that mean to our kids, sometimes we get a vision that our black African-Americans only aren't smart. They are intelligent. We only can learn from Caucasian people. And that's not true. So when I say that, I say that to say everyone has a position. And the way we win is everyone play their position. Because if the opposition gets 63 points and we got 62, we're losing. Yes. But together, together, if everyone plays their position, there is no score because our future wins. Wow, man. And that's impressive, man. And like I said, throughout the years, man, you've you've come a long way. And your knowledge, your you, you you know you do a lot of research, man. You, like you said, you speak with conviction, and, and it's great to hear that, man. I'm so impressed because that the things that you're doing, man. I see it from afar. I follow you from afar. I support your movement, and it's a great thing. And I know you have a lot of goals that you want to have for IBM. What are some of your future goals? Hey, bro, let me rewind, man, because you just touched something that really touched a place in my heart, man, because you say where I've been, my conviction, man, and you know how much, you know how much I hurt my mama and my bull crap. Yes. You know my dark nights in my cell, how my mama wished she would have been there with me. Yes. Maybe not physically she wasn't there, but mentally and spiritually she was there. Yes. So, see, sometimes we forget about and we don't appreciate, we celebrate Mother's Day one day of the year, and we don't know how much we hurt other people. Yes. So the reason I take the stance I take today is for me, but it's to prove to people like my mom, my family members like you, that I was listening. I did get something out of it. It wasn't in vain. I do have the fear of God in me. I just made bad choices. And that goes for us all. It's never, ever, ever too late to start directly where you are, not to give up, not to quit. That's the easiest thing to do. Failing means keep trying. It's never a failure if you keep going. A lot of doors that I opened, bro, was locked. They wouldn't, they wouldn't budge, but now they're swinging open abundantly. And it's not because of what I say. It's because of what I do. Yes. And life here, man, at one point in time, we all meet what we call death. It's promise. Yes. So when I go in this box, bro, see, my body, my flesh goes six feet under. But I believe in me never dies. Helping someone not be like me through this legacy that I'm trying to create will live on forever. And that's what it's about to me, bro. Man, great, man. Speak on it, man. Speak on it, man. And like I said, it's, it's, it's real impressive. Like I said, I'm going to keep reiterating, 
you know, growing up and watching you grow and watching you go through your mistakes. But if it wasn't for your mistakes, you wouldn't be the person you are today. So, Boom. like I say, I'm impressed in everything. Sometimes that you what do. people perceive as an heir is a gift to others, bro. What I went through, I used to be, bro, when I went to prison, I was matched the judge, Judge Salt. I was, I was, she was the worst person in the world. And I'm not even going to say on the podcast the words that I used to describe her. But today, bro, when I walk in her courtroom, I thank her for saving my life. Because that's, that's exactly what she did. She saved my life, bro. By putting me in a place where I had to think about the book bag of bull crap that I carried for so long. Man, it's, it's great that you speak on that because a lot of people have resentment. And man, and through your trials and tribulations, you've been humbled. So you're able to walk in with your chest high to that judge and say thank you without having, you know, certain ill feelings toward that judge for the sentence that the judge gave you but you wanted to thank the judge for saving your life man so i commend you for that and like i said it's a lot of stuff that ibm is doing and we're going to get back to some of the goals that you have for ibm so what are some of the goals that you have for ibm in the future the future goals is right now getting through COVID, of course, and getting back to meeting these kids on social distant guidelines space and being able to deal with what they're dealing with. Because as we know, there's a lot of domestic violence going on in the homes. There's a lot of mental abuse. There's a lot of physical abuse. So getting back to the kids is very important. In the long term, getting back to some interventions, taking them to places where they're not used to seeing within the six to 12 months, keeping them engaged in public atmospheres, knowing how to be integrant, knowing how to display respect for themselves and the world around them, and knowing how to be consistent. And in the long term, man, it's what you talked about at the beginning of the pod, man, and having a safe space, having a sanctuary for these kids to come so they can grow and develop and learn how to be pillars of this community and build some doctors, lawyers, teachers, police officers, scientists, whatever it takes to make our community a better place, bro. Man, that's great, man. And like I said, man, I'm just going to keep reiter reiterating this, man. I am so impressed of what you have became from what you have went through. And it, it's it just it's an emotional time right now to sit here and just speak with you on some of the achievements and some of the dark places that you've been in and not having no ill feelings to, toward anybody that when you made your decisions, they wanted to put you away, but you, you rose from it. You came out of it and that's great to hear and that's great to see. And I've witnessed all your moves because you know, I've been there. I've watched you. We've worked together, man. I've spoke with you. I spent countless hours with you. Letting you know, man, hey, boom, it's times that I've been home, that you've been put away, that me and my wife have came to visit you. We've went out to, you know, breakfast with you. So, like I said, I am totally impressed and you're doing great things and just keep it up. So I want you to let the people know out here, how can they support and reach out to you? What is your biggest needs? Absolutely. Right now, during this COVID-19 drive, our biggest, biggest need is, of course, canned foods monetary donations, and our prayer warriors to continue to keep us, our volunteers, our donors in your prayers. Because during this time, it takes courageous acts 
to make things like this happen. So God's given us the air in our lungs to wake up in the morning, make it possible for this hope to be dealt. So please keep us in your prayers. Any donations, any investment, any food donations is appreciated. You can reach us on IBelieveInMe.com. That's our website. We got Facebook handles, which is Ajay Hill and I Believe In Me Inc. Keep the public abreast to the work that we're doing keeping the public abreast to the places that we're going to be dealing hope. So if anyone is in need of some food and I say need not want, because I promise there's a kid eating out of a trash can. There's a kid that doesn't have the necessary resources, the clothes on his back, the shelter over his head. So I really express need. If you need some critical grocery needs to take care of your family, to prevent anything from getting worse during this crisis before it gets better, Please come out to the food drop, be polite, respect the volunteers and respect the others in the line. And bro, to finish up, I appreciate you, man. Don't quit. Keep on interviewing. Keep on letting your voice be heard. Keep on letting your talent be displayed through that microphone. It's an amazing it's an honor to me. And it's amazing every time I turn on my Facebook and hear your voice entering into the ears of people that need to hear it because one point you interview one of my guys, Mr. Daryl Whiten, who has, he, you interviewed him and he said a lot of things, but what makes him special to me, bro, is he didn't just say it because for the last nine weeks, he's been out at every single distribution, helping the community during a time of need. And one of his sayings is we could be givers today and receivers tomorrow. Speak on so it. it's a, we, and it's not an eye. And together we will go so far. We're running out. You see my post, bro. I say marathon. I don't mind moving as a turtle because there's in a marathon, there's no reason to r rush to the pole because we're going to be walking and jogging forever. So as long as there's movement, then we will continue to move IBM in the correct direction, bro. So I appreciate you, man. Man, that's great, man. And I, like I said, I, I do appreciate the kind words, man. It just moves me as I'm speaking to you, man. It, it's really an emotional time in the world. And just hearing you speak and the way you break your words down so eloquently, it just moves me, man. And like I said, I'm honored to have you on my podcast. And I hope this podcast reaches, you know, thousands of people around the world man when this podcast gets displayed man so like i said i do appreciate your time man and before we wrap it up is there anything else that you have to say to the youth that will be listening to this podcast yes sir stay encouraged this too shall pass don't be lazy learn something while we're stuck in social distance rather than pick up the devices rather than pick up all of the miseducation let's pick up a novel Let's turn on Roots. Let's turn on the Malcolm X story. Let's turn on something that will prepare us for what's coming rather than hinder us and have us unready for what's about to happen. Stay encouraged. Peace. Man. And I appreciate you, KSAT. Now here's a word from I Believe in Me. I believe in me is way more than a mentor program. It's a brotherhood. It's a family. It's a place where we hold each other accountable. Seeing the smiles of these young men and women's faces coming into the Asbury Church makes it easy to be a mentor. Our hope is to prevent any of our youth from making some of the mistakes we once made in our past. 
As we continue to grow and expand in our programs, we are in need of a 15-passenger vehicle due to rapid growth and the reach we have gained within our community. Transportation is a vital asset to help us meet our youth directly where they are and to get them where they're dreaming to go. Our friendly partner, Second Street of Hope, has agreed to match everything up to $25,000 in donations. So with this campaign, we had the opportunity to raise $50,000 to benefit the youth within I Believe in Me. I Believe in Me means consistency, respect, and the power we possess to make a difference. Thanks for your investment into the lives of our future. And that wraps up another episode of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Once again, I'm your host and the man behind the mic, KSAP. We'll catch you on the next one. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share on all major platforms.